This is 15 Minutes of Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Idell, and today is the power of consistency. So today I'm going to share with you, uh, I guess a heartfelt would be the best way to say it, uh, recount of some things that have happened in my life and Lindsay's life and why being consistent with our daily habits has provided me some additional strength that I need right on a daily basis now. So I've shared very openly that I'm incredibly fortunate to be able to consult with some great companies. And from that level of consulting, I'm realizing more and more that that's a true passion of mine, that I'm able to see big changes in the way my systematic mind works, helps companies of all shapes and sizes increase their profit and right their revenue and free time and all this good, happy stuff. Oddly enough, today's call is not really about that, today's conversation. It's only relevant because right, two weeks back I was in Salt Lake City with the clients that I, I share so openly, ones that are near and dear to my heart, and was out there for three days, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And the plan was to fly back late on Wednesday. Well, I, during that time period, I'm fortunate, right? I still have other clients, still have other obligations, some group trainings, some things that, that go on. And as I'm there and as I'm going through the consulting things that I do and wake up Wednesday morning, get to the office really early. I say really early, right? Their office doesn't really get running until about 9 a.m. And I, I'm there by 7, 7.30 because I run a group training. And so in the group training, I'm sharing some things on copywriting. Right? You might have heard lessons from copywriting. It's one of the past episodes. And so I'm sharing it going through the training and we're getting close to the finish line. It's almost the end of, of the time commitment and my phone rings and it's my wife. Well, right. Time zone differences, Salt Lake versus Columbus. There's a chance she doesn't know what time. I mean, she certainly knows why, right? Like why I'm not answering. I'm on a call, but she might not know the time difference, right? It just might not be in the front of her awareness. And so, right. I just let it ring. So I have it sitting on the desk so I can see it, but I'm not actively paying attention. Then she calls back a second time. I'm like, man, this is, that's different. Like maybe it's a pocket dial. Right? Maybe, maybe there's something going on that way. No big deal. Then there's a third call. And that third call is her and I assign that something's going on, right? There, there needs to, there's a necessity for the answer of the phone call. And so I very abruptly right, end my group training. Fortunately, it was right at the time that I had committed to. 11.30 Eastern Standard Time and answer the phone. Hmm. Misstated. I didn't pick up the phone quite on time, so I called her back instantaneously. And I call her back and, and she's saying, look, we're, we're on the way to the hospital. Or I'm at the hospital or I'm going to the hospital. At this point, it's a little bit of a blur. I'm like, wait, excuse me? She's like, yeah, you know, I was sick last night and I haven't felt well for the past couple days and all these things have went on, and I won't bore you specifically with the details, but I'm going to Ohio State Medical Center, or I'm at Ohio State Medical Center, might have actually been what she said, and I just want you to know. Well, here I am, right? My flight's not supposed to take off till much later in the day. I've got an agreement to consult with this organization, and I'm just dumbfounded, right? I feel very helpless. Now, Lindsay, my wife, is fortunate to have the nucleus of her family here in Columbus. Her mother, her father, her aunt, 
one of her cousins, two of her cousins. And there's a tribe of people that supports her, supports us. And so she shares with me that her, she's actually unable to drive, that her mother is taking her at that moment. I'm like, okay, this is, this is not good. Here I am across the country. If you're unfamiliar with flight patterns, there are no easy flights from Salt Lake City to Columbus, Ohio. And so there's a little bit of a panic. There's a panic on what do I do? How do I do it? How do I make it happen? And so I started looking at, at flights. I started, you know, doing some research. But the research is very short because 11.30 Eastern Standard Time is 9.30 Mountain Standard Time. And there's a, a group team meeting that I am responsible for helping run when I'm there on Wednesdays at 9 or at 10 a.m. Forgive me. And so right, I'm scrambling. And I'm in this meeting and I put on the happy face and I run the meeting. And right overall, I, I, I suppose things go as well as possible. The meeting is held steadfast to 45 minutes. It's quick in and out. Everybody leaves the room and I sit down and start looking at more flights. I juggle things around and move stuff around and... Admittedly, I can only leave like two and a half hours earlier to get home, right? There's, there's really no difference. And right, I'll, I'll skip to the to the punchline here. It didn't really matter because with the way the flight patterns were in delayed flights and things in Chicago, I still didn't get home until right after midnight. Didn't really matter. Midnight, local time. But then I'm driving to see my wife and... She's in agonizing pain and she can't see and she can't stand up and she can't really speak and she's just this shell of who she is. Well, unfortunately, as I am recording this show now, almost a full two weeks after that moment, her overall condition has not increased. There's not much that's different. We've been to a handful of specialists that all are pointing their fingers in different directions. Originally, when I got the call, her mother checked in with me throughout the day, and they found a mass on the base of her neck. And originally, the mass was referred to as an AVM, some sort of nodule-type environment. There's only 200,000 cases or so in the U.S. per year. But then it was, well, maybe it's not. Maybe it's right, some sort of tumor, right, some sort of different growth. And then, well, maybe it's not that. Then the next response was, maybe she got a concussion, Although she hadn't been in a car accident, I have never put my hand on my wife. She's never hit her head. But maybe she got that from riding a horse and having her helmet smack against her head. Now, keep in mind, my wife has ridden horses. She's 38 years old now. She might not love me saying that, but that's her physical age. She's been riding horses for the better part of 30 years. She has all the best safety equipment. Her helmet fits her custom to her head. The likelihood of her helmet smacking against her head to create a concussion when she hasn't fallen off the horse, well... You might be able to guess it's pretty small. So this goes on and on and on, right? We've been to countless specialists. There's, there's no direct answer. And still, as I record this, there's no answer. She was back at the hospital today. Unfortunately, I was not able to assist her today as I had other obligations, but we had had that conversation throughout the day. And you might be asking why consistency matters at this point. I know if I was in your role, in your position, if if I was listening to me talk, I'd say, well, get to the punchline, Ryan. Where, where does all this tie together? Well, I've shared over and over again something that I call the optimized eight, which was originally right, essentially taught to me from Garrett J. White and Wake Up Warrior, which would have been looked at as the core four. And there's eight things that we do, or that I do, 
on a daily basis. And I would love to say I have 100% success and it's always, always, always seven days a week that I hit all eight things. But I'm not much in the business of lying to you. It's just almost, always, always, always. And those eight things, right, those are to fuel your body with good quality foods. I essentially have a green smoothie in the morning, but I've morphed that around a little bit as I'm monitoring my blood sugar levels and some things that go on. And I actually don't drink that green smoothie till after my workout later in the morning because I do some intermittent fasting and that can break the fast. But I sweat every morning. I do something to clear my mind. It's, it's right away. I then fuel my body with high-quality food sources only. I make sure my wife and my daughter know each day that I love, honor, or appreciate them through text message or a phone call. I make sure to read something that's business-related or that's going to propel my life forward. Not only do I read it, but I share it with somebody else. And whether that's notes in my phone and then I share them with someone that matters, whether it's a video that I post on social media, whether it's sharing it with someone that I'm currently coaching or consulting with, it doesn't really matter. You share it openly. And then, of course, the final component is to meditate and to journal. Now, from where I sit, meditation means different things to different people. And more times than not for me right now, meditation actually means sitting in silence, not having a phone, not having a distraction, just being at peace with myself and really centering myself. And the journaling is right, just getting the thoughts out to kind of get rid of some of those dark thoughts which you have heard me share in the past. Well, see, these things have become daily rituals for me. They're not even a habit. It's something that's ingrained in me that doesn't ever really deviate. And again, I share, sometimes I don't check all the boxes because there are some times where right, I, I don't make it a priority to sweat every day because there's a day or two that I rest. Right? Where my body needs some recovery. I don't look at that as being bad. There's an occasional day in which I don't journal because I come up with some nonsensical excuse. But everything else is very consistent. And while it sounds almost cliche to say this out loud, the consistency of those things allows it to be in the moments when life gets stressful that I know that I'm equipped to handle it. You see, my wife calls me and I'm across the country and I'm mentally panicked. The physical response from my body is very calm. There's the understanding that I can't do anything in the current moment, that she's being taken care of, and that I'll get home as quickly as I can. There's the acceptance that she knows that I love, honor, and respect her, and that if anything ever happened, that she would never have to doubt that. There's the fact of when I don't get home until really what is 12, 40, or 1 o'clock in the morning, that I still have the energy, the mental aptitude, the stamina, the power to be able to handle whatever's coming. There's the fact that as life has continued for the following two weeks, that I'm equipped to take Gianna to school in the morning, alter my plan, shift my what's important to me, make sure she's taken care of consistently, call her way more than I normally would, spend more time at home, pick up Gianna from school, do all the things I possibly can do without really breaking stride. See, there's this saying that I sometimes bat around that we rise to the level in which we are compelled to have to rise to. And in these moments, I don't really get a choice. That's a little bit of a misnomer. 
of course I get a choice. I could choose to curl up in a ball and rock back and forth and cry about the hand of the cards that we've been dealt. I could sit there in panic and terror of not knowing what's coming next. I could do any number of things, but none of those are ultimately beneficial. What is beneficial is being able to center myself and go back to the basics that have become ingrained in me that allow me to operate from that position of forward progress and momentum. And so the question that I would have for you is, right, are you doing the basic things to ensure your, your success? And are you doing them for the reasons that are greater than just checking off boxes? You see, I don't care if you do the core four, the optimized eight, if you have five and a half things you do. I, admittedly, I don't know that it matters what your things are. What matters is that you do them consistently. That you do them in a little bit of an autopilot type of fashion. That you do them and you don't have to think about them because they need to be that important to you that it becomes a foundational element for your ultimate success. You see, I know no matter what life decides to throw at me, my wife, our family, I have this series of things that allows me to know that I can execute it with, with excellence. And sometimes ultimately with ease. And so let's think for a moment between you and I about what it is that you're doing right now to ensure if faced with something out of the norm, you'd be able to handle that. Do you have something that you're doing every day for your fitness? Fueling your body with high quality sources of food, drinking more than a gallon of water, ensuring that you sweat every day, doing some sort of red light therapy, taking a cold shower, consistently intermittent fasting, staying away from sugar and sweets and things that cause inflammatory responses. Are you doing things like that for yourself? Let's talk about faith for a second. Are you doing something to increase your connection or understanding that there's something greater in the world than just you? Maybe that's reading scripture on a daily basis. Maybe for you it's seeing a Bible verse that pops up in your phone every day. Maybe it's meditation. Maybe it's walking in nature. Maybe it's not having your cell phone in your hand. I don't know what it would be for you, my friend, but are you doing something every day to ensure that? And then from that standpoint, are you doing something to remove the mental clatter and chatter that could exist in your mind? Are you journaling things out? Are you leaving yourself voice memos? Are you working on a level of shadow integration that allows you to find power and purpose and production in some of the pain that you carry around? And let's talk about family. And be honest with yourself here, more than ever, if you cashed out today, if something catastrophic happened and after this podcast was the absolute last time you'd ever get to talk to the loved ones that you have in your life, would they know exactly how you feel about them? Would there be any lesson left that you wish they would have learned that you could have taught them? Would there ever be a question in your mind or in their mind about what you all had experienced together? If there would be any question or any doubt or there'd be anything left on the table, I would encourage you to do something to change that. Whether it's daily notes of appreciation, whether it's consistent phone calls, whether it's letters that you write, 
it's not necessarily so impactful as it is the fact that you have something that's yours. And then same thing, right? That's that shot about finance. What are you focused on that you're doing for yourself to increase your ability to change your financial position? For me, it's reading books that are based around marketing, copywriting, consulting, systems, operations, processes, right? There's all these things that help me become a better, really, man, husband, father, leader, consultant, mentor. And not only do I read them, because reading is one thing, but the practical application of that knowledge is, is another in its entirety. And so then figuring out how I can attach that and tie that to desired outcomes and that I can implement what it is that I learned is the thing that I would encourage you to do. My friend, when all else melts down, when we don't know which way is up, it is much easier to right the ship when you have consistently practiced habits and rituals that propel yourself forward. I'm Ryan Idell, wishing you truly unlimited success.